Hi, welcome to the CFO Squared podcast, chats about financial and financing optimization. I'm Carl Baker. This podcast is all about business funding, success, and strategy. We're here to help you know how to finance your business. We will also talk about other financial issues impacting your business and ideas to help you succeed and advance your cause. Now let's get into the next episode. Welcome, everybody, to episode three of CFO Squared. I'm Carl Baker, and today we're continuing our conversation on financial and financing matters. Today, we're going to talk about some basic lending criteria. I'm going to give a couple of stories. I get calls all the time, uh, such as the following. Hey, do you do startup financing? Sure we do. What's your credit score? Five to 600. Hey, can I get a loan for my business? We're losing tons of money, so we need a loan. Or how about this one? Hey, can you help me buy an investment property? Sure. What's your down payment? None. I don't have any down payment money. Or finally, hey, can you help me buy a restaurant? Sure thing. We sure can. What do you currently do for a living? I'm an IT technician. So those are all typical stories, and it may sound tough, but if you were a lender, would you lend to these scenarios? These are, again, these are variations of real stories we get all the time. So today I want to talk about some basic lending concepts. Uh, I want to, uh, we want to help you, uh, we want to help position you for success and to help get started on the right foot. We want you to just, just to start to think like a lender and understand the lender's perspective. We at Infinity Commercial Capital and other other lenders, um, but um, I'm here to talk about our firm. We can do all sorts of lending. We can do uh, cash flow lending. We can do commercial and residential real estate lending, SBA lending for business expansion, acquisition, unsecured loans, um, borrowing-based lending, lending for startups, factoring, PO equipment. PO financing, equipment financing. Really, though, we primarily focus on commercial real estate, working capital for existing and startups, and equipment financing. In that regard, though, and here's where we'll start to get into some of the content, all lenders evaluate a lending scenario based on some sort of version of the four C's. Those four C's are cash flow, credit, collateral, and what I call capacity of borrower. So let's go through, we're, we're going to keep it relatively high level, but we're going to go through those four C's. The first C is cash flow. Cash flow does not mean revenues. When somebody says, what's your, reven- what's your cash flow? They're not meaning your revenues. What they're actually meaning is your profit, revenues minus your expenses, the, the net funding available uh, to run your business and to, um, to ultimately to pay your financing. Some call it funds available to pay financing. Another term is debt service coverage ratio. You can, lenders will get this, will evaluate your cash flow by looking at a number of things, your financial statements, your tax returns, uh, and sometimes your bank statements. 
So in thinking about that, can you see some issues relating to those three um, reports? Tax returns show certain things. Financial statements show uh, are presented in different ways, whether it's, quote, accrual basis or cash basis. Bank statements show an altogether different, uh, may tell an altogether different story. But but ultimately, uh, where I was going with that is some people, as running their business, they're focusing on doing it, whatever they can to reduce their taxes. And so they throw as many things into their tax return as possible in order to uh, in order to reduce their taxes. That, though, will result in no cash flow reporting on the tax return. So one of the things that we do tell people sometimes when it relates to cash flow, you really can't have both. You can't show losses on your tax return and then expect to be able to convince a lender that your cash flow is high. Um, I've actually heard some brokers even say, uh, if you want to qualify for a loan, you better eliminate some of your deductions and show positive a, a, a taxable income on your net on your next tax return in order to um, tell a the story to a lender that you have positive cash flow. So that's a high level summary of cash flow. The second C is credit. When I say to you, what is your FICO score? What's your credit score? You tend to know what I mean by that. And that's your personal credit score. Well, there is a second concept called business credit. And some of the credit reporting bureaus report business credit. Dun and Bradstreet. And it's more than just, for example, it's more than just having a Dun and Bradstreet number. It's actually having a Dun and Bradstreet business credit profile. It's called the Paydex score. Certain companies, when you conduct business with them, will report that payment cycle and that payment activity to the Dun and Bradstreet Paydex score credit 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 score. Another one is the Experian Bureau. They will actually produce an Intelli score, uh, which is a credit reporting score. So those are a couple of a couple of examples. But relating to the FICO, what what is the FICO telling? you or what more more specifically what is the fico score telling a lender in general and there are a lot of details and this is not meant to be a story on or this is not meant to be an education specifically on credit scores we could do that someday but uh, this is supposed to be high level but the fico score is telling a lender in general, what are the chances that you will default in the next 24 months? And so a lot of data goes into the credit prof- into your credit profile in order to help a lender gauge what those chances are. The higher the score, the conclusion drawn is the less likely a person will default on a, on a loan in the next 24 months. The lower the score, the conclusion drawn is that it's more likely that a business that that a person will uh, default in the next 24 months. Some of the components of the credit score include length of time, uh, the, the history of your credit profile. How long have you had a credit profile? I tell people it's important to get that credit profile started as early as 18 or 19 years old and begin building that history. The amount, the sec- secondly, amount of available unsecured debt is important. Utilization, in other words, in your personal credit profile, 
out of your total funds available in in lines of credit and other debt, how much are you actually using? As a rule of thumb, we tell people if you're, uh, and it's based on data, if your utilization is higher than 20%, then um, then your credit score is going to be impacted. That means if you have, for example, if all you have on your credit profile is a $10,000 line of credit, if you have, if you carry a balance of more than $2,000, then it will start to negatively impact your credit score, all other things being equal. Other components of the credit report or the credit profile, debt to income, how much uh, how much is your monthly debt payment compared to your monthly income? Um, finally, the types of credit, how much new credit you have and what your payment history is. Those are a few things that go into the credit profile. So that's the second C, credit. Third credit, or the third C is collateral. These are assets such as physical homes or physical properties known as real property or personal equipment such as equipment that are pledged as uh, as assets to be taken back if there is a default. Quite simply, the lender can take ownership upon, upon default. They're, the lenders are taking market risk, so they need their borrowers to take some of the risk. So um, what, what that means is typically if you have a, just keep it simple, let's say you have a $100 loan, uh, the lender and you want to pledge an asset for that, the lender is not going to give you $100 because of that market risk. And they need you to take a certain component of, of the risk of that project. So they're going to give you a loan of $70 or $80 um, because again, the concept of skin in the game. Plus it will help them be able to sell that asset at a discount as quickly as possible to get their money back if there happens to be a default. So that's a quick summary of collateral. The third, and most people are familiar with that. The fourth component, the fourth C is uh, a phrase I coined and uh, called capacity of borrower. And it's just a general phrase. It depends on the type of loan, but there are some intangibles and it, it's things like what are your personal reserves? What are, what's your experience? What is uh, included on your personal financial statements? How much you own, how much you owe, et cetera. That, that's the fourth C. So those are the four, the four C's that we talk about, cash flow, credit, collateral, and capacity of borrower. And like I said, all lenders look at some portion of, of these loans, of, of these C's in order to evaluate a loan scenario. They're all weighted differently, though. For example, some real estate lenders put very little into cash flow. Sometimes they don't care. These are called hard money lenders. In certain scenarios, hard money lenders really are not looking at cash flow. They're certainly not looking at the capacity of borrower. They purely loan on collateral. Uh, and that sounds great. That sounds easy enough. But that also means that the rate will not be probably the lowest rate available. However, funding will happen quickly. Another example, factoring. Accounts receivable factoring is a scenario where you are, you, where you are um, financing your accounts receivable, your outstanding charges from customers 
and you're selling those those outstanding charges to a lender, they will uh, accelerate the receipt of those payments. They actually those those financiers don't actually care about your credit because when the lender gives you the advance on that factor, they don't care about your credit. They care about the credit of the uh, customer that will ultimately pay them for those outstanding charges. So perhaps it, let's let's say, for example, you need fast working capital, but you have a bankruptcy in the last six months. You're probably going to have a hard time getting funding from a client, from a banker. However, uh, factoring is a situation that will work for your scenario. Um, they don't care about your credit issue. They care about your customer's credit. And if you have a quality business and quality customers that have good credit history, factoring will be a solution for you. So that's an example where uh, credit is weighted differently and is looked at differently. Working capital lenders don't care about collateral by and large. There are certain collateral-based working capital lenders out there, but uh, in many cases, if there are lenders out there that will lend, will loan based on cash flow. So they're really looking at your cash flow. They'll look at your credit, um, but they're not looking at collateral as an example. Finally, another example is uh, how do startup businesses um, obtain funding and how the four C's apply to evaluating financing for a startup? Well, there's really lots of ways that um, that startups obtain funds, but I'm going to talk about two, the SBA, the Small Business Administration. They will support startups by providing SBA guaranteed uh, loans through banks. They really look at all four C's and uh, certainly they'll slightly look at them differently, but pretty much all, all four C's are, are looked at pretty thoroughly for an SBA loan. The other scenario that I think of when I think of startup financing is unsecured line of credit financing. That's credit card financing. It's, it, it's at least how that starts. And credit and income, i.e. cash flow, those are two gateways that really help a business owner begin to uh, obtain financing. So collateral, not as much. Capacity of borrower, not as much. Credit, income, and income are two major factors. So that's a very high level summary of the four C's. And why do I explain those? What, why is it important to understand that? I personally think that it helps you as a potential borrower understand how lenders think. When I actually got into this business, I, I had questions running through my mind as I was ramping up my training. I wanted to understand how lenders think. I wanted to under, I wanted to get into the minds of a lender. Beginning to understand these four C's, and this is a very high level um, conversation, no doubt, but beginning to understand those four C's really helps you to begin to understand the expectations of a lender and understand what how, how they're looking at your financial deal. If you're better educated, you'll know how to prepare, you'll know how to target, you'll know what to expect as you begin to um, seek financing. 
we get lots of inquiries, things like, hey, we need a loan. I need an SBA loan because I read about them somewhere. But many times the the requested loan may not be the uh, right loan for the for the particular scenario. So again, um, understanding these four C's as a starting point will help to um, will help the process go better for you as the borrower. Plus, uh, sometimes it helps to understand uh, the problems that you're going to have going into a financing situation. And I would just ask or or suggest that understanding these four C's will help you to know what to do and how to pivot if you find yourself outside of a a lender's criteria, a a lender's set of parameters for qualifying for a loan. It will help you to reset your expectations. I think it's good for borrowers to be coachable so that they can understand what they can qualify for and know how we can go for those types of financings instead of the, um, sometimes instead of the, uh, one that you are initially seeking. You know, if if I'm a borrower and I say I want to buy so and so property, but I know I can't qualify for that property, it's good to understand how those f- financings are evaluated, and it's good to understand how to use that information to be able to put together a, a financing scenario that I would qualify for. So I think that's important. I'm going to end with another story. A customer called me recently looking for working capital. They had good credit. They had solid cash cash flow. And they were coachable. They asked me for a loan. Hey, Carl, I need to buy some equipment for my, or need to buy some some supplies for my manufacturing business. They asked me for a loan, but they also said, what's your opinion? What's the right solution here? And uh, at, after studying the details more, after evaluating the scenario with some information that, uh, that he, he sent to me, I determined a loan, meaning a term loan, five, seven, 10 year term loan with a principal and interest payment over a number of years wasn't really the right, the right solution. That person needed a unsecured line of credit solution that would be a more permanent financing as they go through the ebb and flow of their, uh, of their businesses, various seasons, selling cycles. So we entered into this working capital solution. It was very quick, very worth the time, money, and effort. And, uh, and it, it helped the client get the, get the year off to a good start. That client actually called me recently looking for more solutions. Uh, and we've steered, steered him in the right direction. And I believe that it was based on a good understanding of these four C's, a good understanding of the right, determining the right financing path for that client and, uh, and understanding some of these lending fundamentals uh, was important. I hope it helps you. It helped that client. I hope it helps you. And um, we'll, we'll end with that and we'll talk to you another day. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.
this concludes the latest episode of CFO Squared Chats about financial and financing optimization with Carl Baker. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Leave us some notes or comments or questions by reaching out to us via email or phone number. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we would be glad to try to answer questions, take your notes, questions, and comments into consideration for future episodes. Until next time, signing off. Thanks again. Bye-bye.